Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here, and we've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, as usual, we're going to have our Minute on Innovation with Christina Sikiotis from Hunter TAFE. We're also having a chat with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre about the use of technology in your business. But right now, we're going to have a chat with Dallas Fell of MindSwitch, and she's here to talk to us about modern brain science is, is changing the way we think. Good afternoon, Dallas. Hi, Julian. How are you going? I'm well. Thanks for joining us today. Um, from your perspective as a psychology practitioner, what's changed about brain science in recent years? Well, it's um, strange to say some of the changes that we're really just becoming aware of have been around for the last 20 years, but it's um, really a case of um, people sticking with the old paradigms for a bit longer than, than I guess, is uh, sent sensible from a scientific point of view. Um, in this case, it's the fact that um, our brains aren't uh, fixed when we get to adulthood. Everyone's always known that child brains are very flexible and what they call plastic, but by the time we get to adulthood, everyone's was of the firm belief that it all fixes down and there's really no change or growth that's happening, and um, that's really being busted open by science these days when people are taking it on board. So um, the brain science is um, telling us that if we're experiencing limits, for instance, in learning new things, it's really our beliefs and not our brains that are holding us back. So, so do these changes have relevance for the way we think, in, for example, in business? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, a few things come together here in um, the sense of business. One is the huge pace of progress and change that we're experiencing, particularly technological change that people are finding somewhat overwhelming. And um, the second is the fact that more stress tends to be associated with less creativity and there's a lot of science around that as well. Um, someone's calculated that the amount of time it would take to get our heads around the relevant new technology for business would exceed our life expectancy. So in a sense, we can um, let go of that need that we feel to keep up or catch up. And um, the task can be instead to let go of that stress or overwhelm and um, pick up something from the new technology just to play with because it's in that um, playful space where we can really start doing things we've never done before with um, total focus and attention, which is what we need to be doing to activate that, that childlike part of our brain that learns quickly. So it's, um, in technical terms, it's the nucleus basalis um, underneath the forebrain there. It's activated by that attention and focus, and we can get back to learning the way we did when we were kids, just taking in lots of information quickly and coming up with new thoughts and ideas. So is it easy to go about this process? Is it a process we've got to understand? Yeah, well, there's, there's lots of different ways of doing it. Um, certainly I've got a few of my favourites, which um, include um, uh, really just getting information into your system, however it comes to you, like through magazines or on, online or however is um, good for you to, to, to get information and collaborating with other people. creates a kind of primordial slime of information from which ideas, new ideas can bubble up and you see that coming through in government programs like Create and Innovate, which I've been really pleased to be involved in. I understand you're talking to Christina Tegiotis a little later. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's some great things happening with getting that primordial slime happening with different organisations feeding information in together. Um, doing things that you've never done before um, massively builds your brain network. Um, we get used to doing things that we're good at, so we don't look stupid as adults. Mm. But in fact, to build our brains, we want to do things like learning to dance, a new language, juggling, um, brain games, just 
getting things going that build new neural networks. And a favourite of mine, I must say, is staring out the window, staring which is creating that time to just reflect and, and let the ideas percolate together hmm. um, in a way that's um, really going to enhance our thinking and creative um, thought processes. So, so we're talking about changes on, on an individual level. What's it going to do to the way society behaves? I think it's going to bring some massive changes. As we understand what our brains are capable of in society, I think we'll make more of our human capital for a start. Um, we've got so many resources going with this in society, including the government programs, but I think one of the biggest effects could be around the idea of retirement. Um, apart from things like diseases like Alzheimer's, our brains actually don't shut down over time. And, um, in fact, they can open up depending on what we're doing with them. So I think people are really going to rethink retirement. Um, already people are noticing, you know, when they feel tired of work and they want to retire, they're generally not tired at all. They're just, it turns out they're just uninspired. Mm. And deep down we've kind of always known this, you know, two weeks on the banana lounge by the pool and, you know, you're going there after retirement. So... You know, asking ourselves great, energising questions about what comes next and what, what do we want to engage with, I think is a great way forward and it's going to be a really big change for our society to throw aside those assumptions and, you know, activate our brains instead of retiring them. So, <coughs> excuse me. So you mentioned uh, staring out of the window as one of your hot tips for people to <laughs> tap into their creative brain power. Any other quick hot tips there? Yeah, well, there's all sorts of things you can do. I mean, clearing out some of your limiting thinking about um, about what it is to be innovative and, and what the fears that you have about it is going to generate work or people are going to hate your ideas or you're going to hate your ideas. So one of the things is to park your inner critic a little bit further away. So when you start coming up with ideas, not to immediately knock them down, but to give yourself that play space to think, okay, well, let's not criticise this yet. Let's just think, if it were possible, how might it happen, you know, and who, who would we get involved? And start playing with the idea first and then get yourself a plan and then criticise the plan. You know, it's always good to have a bit of a critique going, but don't do it straight up. <laughs> That's mm. one of the hot tips for, for innovating better. Um, and asking yourself those great questions, like um, instead of why questions, oh, why did that go wrong and who's at fault and why didn't I do this? Or um, a better question tends to be around how. If this were possible, how might it come together? Or, yeah, those sort of forward-thinking questions, how could this happen? Um, engage your mind and, and get ideas flowing in a way that closed questions like um, why did this happen or loopy questions don't really open open things up in the same way. Mm, great. Well, thanks very much for your time, Dallas. Um, we'll let you get back to that conference and uh, have, <laughs> have a chat with you another time. Great talking to you, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. All the best. Bye. Dallas Fell there from MindSwitch. A few ideas there of changing our thinking and tapping into that creative brain power. It's just so powerful, isn't it? You're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7. Time to cross over to Brett Gleeson at the Business Growth Centre. Good afternoon, Brett. Hi, Julian. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, missed okay. you last week. You missed me, did you? <laughs> we always miss you, yeah. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> nice to know. I'm sure Sinead was a uh, adequate replacement. Actually, Sinead wasn't on. Her, her assistant was on the air, actually. But that's all right. Yes, she did well too. Um, we're talking this week about uh, using technology in your business. And, of course, the technology is involving at uh, a very alarming rate. How do, how do we keep up with it all? Well, it is quite a challenge for businesses to keep up with technology, as you say, because of the speed. And I guess now it's because of the, the diversity of the technology, too. It's, it's amazing that uh, 
how that technology has has just evolved uh, over the last five, ten years to the whole breadth of operations for for businesses. So, from iPhone applications you know, to attract and engage new customers, through to machinery that boosts production in the manufacturing section, and through to I think the recent one I saw was trucks that drive themselves in the mining industry. So, amazing array of, of possibilities. So, I guess that uh, the keeping up with it is a bit of a, a bit of an issue and. But the important important thing is to make sure that the technology actually has some benefit back to the business, and, and not just have technology for the sake of technology. But what's the benefit? So you have to ask yourself, you know, where are the savings, or where are the efficiencies, or the improvements in the business that, that technology is going to um, to lead to? And, and at the end of the day, we're looking for either a better service, a better product, and hopefully a better product, uh, profit margin at the end of it. And so the business is you know sustainable long term. So. Mm. Really got to be. You really got to identify those those benefits and, and measure them, uh, and then and saying, well, okay, how can we implement the technology? And the the speed of the technology being introduced is what the the real issue is. And so you've got to you know, you've got to say, well, we we can't you know not be a part of it, uh, but how can we best be a part of it that suits the business? Mm. So planning always comes into it. What, what are the risks uh, associated with it? Well, there's, there's quite a few risks. If the technology is tried and tested technology, then the risks are, are much lower. But if you're moving into the brave new world of some, some of the new technologies, then it isn't tried and it isn't always tested uh, in, in every application. So the risk is there. It might not work out the way that you had planned in the time frame. So there could be... Uh, uh, a drop in production, there could be lost time, a disruption to the service or the delivery of your products. Ultimately, you could have un- unhappy customers. On the other hand, if it does, if you do go into the new technology and it does work, it can create a competitive advantage for your business and actually take you ahead of the pack uh, mm-hmm. and give you a bit of a leg up. So it's a double-edged sword. If it, if it turns out the way you ha- hope, it's, it's great for the business and gives you a, a kick along. If it isn't, then it can provide some some issues. So you've got to do a risk assessment on it mm. and have a fallback strategy that if it does go wrong, what will uh, what will happen and how can that be uh, you know, best uh, managed in the process. The other risk, Julian, is that if you don't adopt a new technology, the business might get left behind. Yeah, uh, and it's a case of not whether you want to, it's that you have to have to stay abreast. So uh, and. You know, you really got to got to look at it saying, well, you know, if I'm going to get left behind, then what's I going to get to the business? I can't stick my head in the sand, and uh, so it's about you know those discussions you have around strategic positioning for the future, um, that, you know, your strategic plan. Then technology has to be one of those things that you talk about, and uh, you need someone who's um, in that mindset, who loves technology, who can keep an eye on on what's happening, um, and uh, you know and um, keep you know, keep you in the loop. The other risk is being swept up by the technology and having to have every single gadget that's out there. So the iPhone, the laptop, the iPad, the mm. whole lot. And some people actually get caught up in the technology, and it just becomes all-consuming. And, and the risk is that they're never away from their work. And of course, one of the challenges that goes with that is uh, is funding it all. Obviously, part of the plan would be to uh, find the money. 
yeah, you've got to find the money. So you, so generally speaking, you you would be looking for some sort of productivity saving. Uh, so by by uh, improvements in the business, you find a way to fund it out of your uh, out of your business itself. Uh, sometimes you need to actually you know, take out a loan in order to get the technology first before you can actually get the the, the savings in the bank. But it will pay for itself uh, over a period of time. If it's around the innovation space, um, if it's going to lead to an innovative improvement in the business. There are some government grants around the innovation area. <clears throat> Government's very keen on innovation, uh, particularly federal government, uh, and uh, so so there are some grants around that help businesses to either do the feasibility or get started in it uh, or do some implementation. Sometimes it's got to be matched dollar for dollar in some ways, but but they're around the innovation. So um, Oz Industry and um, Trade Investment, which is the State Department, um, worth looking at their websites. Um, and, and seeing what there is around that, that mm. innovation space. Mm. And uh, that's another way of helping to, uh, to fund it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, thanks for your time again, Brett. Next week, uh, we're going to have a chat about role models in your business. Yes. Okay. Be interesting. Good. Okay. Very Thank good. Thank you. Bye bye. Talk to you Thanks next week. Bye bye. Brett Gleeson there with Looking at Technology. Well, now it's time for our minute on innovation with Christina Sikiotis from uh, the Create and Innovate at Hunter TAFE. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. Thank you for joining us again. So creating the right environment for innovation, tell us all about it. Oh, this should be exciting for an organisation or a small business. Actually, it's almost a summary of what we've been talking about over the last few weeks, Julian. You absolutely need the support of your organisation or managers. A conscious decision needs to be made to be an innovative organisation. Time needs to be set aside to allow innovation to happen, to let the ideas grow legs, to gain support, to evolve. The culture needs to be set and it needs to be supported. There has to be a driver, someone that draws everyone into that innovation space. People need to be encouraged to think outside the square. Google do it, Apple do it, designers do it, children do it all the time. At Create and Innovate, we encourage people to dream big. Then see what steps need to be taken to make the dream into an idea and make the idea a reality. This is where process comes in. That's really important too. Once upon a time, man travelling to the moon was a sci-fi concept. Now it's a reality. The first mobile phone call was made in 1973 and even then, if you'd explained what the modern smartphone would be capable of doing today, people wouldn't have believed you. It's important to have a vision, which is different to a mission. A mission statement is a waste of time because they're usually kept in a folder or a drawer. Mm. But you need a vision. How do you see your organisation or business? What does it look like next week, next year, in five years' time? How do you see it operating? What do you see? Who do you see working there? Your innovation champion is the key. Who creates the excitement? Who creates the enthusiasm and keeps it fired? And who throws out the challenges that keep everybody thinking? Great. Thank you very much again for your time, Christina. Next week we'll have a chat at uh, seeing challenges as opportunities for innovation. We shall. Have a great afternoon. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina Sikiotis there from the Create and Innovation area of Hunter TAFE. Creating the right environment for innovation, just so important, isn't it? Particularly yeah, having that management support is absolutely vital. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you enjoyed the program. We've looked at... Uh, tapping into your creative brain power and how we can uh, change our way of thinking and uh, as Dallas Fell said from Mind Switch, we sometimes just look out of that window and uh, let your mind drift also spoke with Brett Gleeson about the use of technology in your business and just making sure you've got that balance right that you have a plan in place 
In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to chat about role models for your business with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre. We'll have a look at seeing challenges as opportunities for innovation with Christina Sikiotis, and we'll find uh, another couple of people to have a chat with and give us some tips to motivate us and improve our business. I'd love your company again at the same time for business, the law and you. Until then, have a safe and prosperous week, and as John Paul Getty once said, Getting results through people is a skill that cannot be learned in the classroom.